Listen, we are in a series on Sundays called Born for Battle. And Brother Todd sounded the trumpet on Sunday. And he said, for the next three or four weeks on Sunday, as well as the next three or four weeks on Wednesday, we're going to come together and do some warfare. So I, I just have to prepare you for what a, what's about to take place, not only tonight, but for the next three or four weeks. This might be a little new to you. Don't be scared. You need to welcome the teachings that you're going to hear. You need to welcome the worship that you're going to hear. You need to welcome the prayers that are going to be ushered up to the throne room of grace, even tonight. Listen, I don't know what God's going to do tonight. We don't have to follow a, 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 an order, you know what I'm saying? But I know this, when we come together, the heavens shake. The earth shall shake. Can we do something in here with about a hundred people? Yes. Can we do something if we only have one person? Yes. Even by yourself, you can shake the nations. Even by yourself, you can see strongholds broken. Even by yourself, maybe with your spouse, you can see things come alive in your marriage that you have never seen before. So tonight got to tell you this one statement. I've been pregnant with this message and my water just broke. And tonight your water is going to break as well because we're going to birth something in here, in you, in this church and in this community. And so I got a statement for you right here, right now. And here it is. The church is not, a, is not a playground. The Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. The Christian life is not swinging on a, a pair of swings and getting a suntan. It's not jumping up on the monkey bars. And if you fall, your fall is softened by the nice cushion below. It is a battleground because Jesus and his legion of, of his army is out to defeat you and to defeat me. And we're going to make a stand tonight to say no. Satan, you're defeated tonight. Amen. Can I have the table? We're going to push back and we're going to reclaim the territory that he has stolen from each and every one of us. And so we're going to engage tonight. Again, this might be a little new to you, but that's okay because we have to do this. We have to engage. We have to understand what warfare is all about. 
So if you want to have a seat just for a little while, we're going to we're going to share a few thoughts and then the worship team and we're going to pray and 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 and, and seriously, I don't know where this is going. I just know that there's been something inside of me that has to come out. I have to let you know that Satan's mission is to keep coming at you and to keep coming at you and to keep coming. He's very relentless at what he does. And how do I know that? Because Scripture tells us in Ephesians 4.27, put it up, Doug. It says, nor give place to the devil. I love this Scripture. I share it all the time. There's two words in here that you need to get deep down inside of you when it comes to warfare. That word place and the word devil. The word place is the, is the word topos. You've heard of topography map. It literally means, that word place literally means a, a territory, a region like, like South Louisiana, Southern California. Well, in, in the spiritual realm, it's, it's, it's a territory where you've been struggling and the enemy has just been coming at you. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your mind. And that word devil, it's used about 91 times in the New Testament. It literally means someone who, who takes a ball. Just imagine that there's a, a piece of sheetrock right here. You've, you've seen a, a slab of sheetrock, four by eight sheet. It literally means that somebody has taken a ball and throws it at that sheetrock. Now, the first throw may not penetrate. But the word devil right here is literally he's taking that ball and he's going to continue to throw and throw and throw at the same identical place until he breaks through. And so we learn right here that Satan's job is to come at you and to keep coming and keep coming until you are defeated. But what do most Christians do? When they feel the defeat, I got to tell you, it's found right here in Deuteronomy. It says, he shall say, hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic. That's where a lot of people find themselves. They panic right off the bat. A little opposition rises panic. A little stress at the job, panic. Money comes in and then money goes out, panic. It's where most people find themselves because they don't know how to battle. And tonight, we're going to learn how to battle. Are you okay with that? Seven of you agree with that. Are you ready to learn how to battle tonight so that you can live and walk in total and complete victory? Amen. See, Pastor Todd said Sunday, he says, I, I, I want to see the church mobilized. He says, I want to see you mobilize into an arena where you're winning and you stay on the winning side. 
We've got to learn how to battle. And I just want to tell you that just like a soldier is armed for battle, so too are we. And in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Of power and of love and of sound mind. Right here, right here, he's telling us what we've been armed with. But when we panic, we fear. We allow fear to come in and to literally infiltrate. Again, Satan's coming at you. He's throwing that ball until he penetrates that wall of sheetrock into your life. But I'm here tonight to tell you there's some good news because God has armed us and we're dangerous. In fact, tell your neighbor, I'm armed and dangerous. Oh, you, you, you didn't, you didn't say it like you mean it. I want you to literally, I want you to turn around and find somebody. If you're by yourself, get up and go find somebody and say, I am armed and dangerous. How about you? It's time to fight back. I see too many people wallowing in their depression and they can't get out. They're in the deep throes of of financial ruin and they can't get out. Tonight, you and I are going to learn what it means to be armed and dangerous. Amen. Here in Nehemiah, in verse four, uh, excuse me, chapter four, it says, when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of his associates in the army of Samaria, he said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonite who was at his side said, What they are building, even if a fox climbed up on it, he would break down their wall of stones. Boy, that's somebody I want on my construction team. Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached the half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the men of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against us. That right here is opposition, stirring up trouble. Satan throwing that against that wall. You can't do it. A fox wouldn't even be able to be supported by that wall. You, you didn't engineer it right. You can't fit. You, yeah, you're going to do it right. Sure. But right here in the next verse, it starts with, but that's a big old, but right there. Amen. But we prayed. Here's our first, first weapon 
He says, but we prayed to our God and we posted right here, posted, say prayed and posted. Come on now, prayed and posted. Scripture right here gives us the instructions. We don't have to go get it out of a book. This is the only book that we need when we're fighting Satan and against his army. Amen. All they did was say, we're going to pray and we're going to post a guard at night to meet the threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemy said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. This is Nehemiah. He's about ready to give them instructions. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Right here we learn the first weapon that we have to fight to get in the battle is prayer. These people knew what prayer was all about. I think it went something like this. Hey guys, let's come together. We've got some opposition. We're going to come together and pray. And I believe it was a Holy Ghost time because they had a lot of things that they were thankful for. I'm sure they got together and said, look guys, let me tell you, our forefathers many hundreds of years ago came on our behalf and they were delivered out of Egypt. Our friend, our, our grandfather, Moses, went up and said, let my people go, Satan or Pharaoh. You see, they knew the stories. They knew what took place. They knew that, that when, 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 when God came down to strike the firstborn, you know what they did? They took blood. And they knew that. They knew that when they got to pray. And they said, there is no devil in hell that is going to take down this wall because we're going to, just like our forefathers, just like my, my ancestors were delivered through the Red Sea, so shall we be delivered through the Red Sea. Amen? They knew what prayer was all about. And it wasn't a little wimpy, oh, Lord, would you help me? I think they got on their knees and they raised their hands to the God of all gods and said, Lord, we need you right now at this divine moment because there is a strategic attack on us. This wall, Satan is trying to take it out. The opposition is here. Lord, would you push them back? That's the kind of prayer that they prayed. It wasn't just a prayer that... Because they were in a tough time. They knew what prayer could do. They knew that prayer could change not only their situation, but could change them. Prayer is one of the most powerful weapons against opposition. It's not bringing your wish list. It's calling on the name of the Lord who will deliver you from your situation. Do you believe that? That's what Pastor Todd is trying to get across. We can say it till we're blue in the moon that there is spiritual opposition out there, but until you get it deep down inside of you, you're just going to keep doing and keep getting what you've always got. But until you say no, oh, that's when, that's when 
things begin to change. Let me tell you, when you offer your prayers to God, he will not turn away from you. He will not despise you. He will not break out in laughter. It doesn't matter if it's a one-sentence prayer or whether it's five minutes, he will meet your need because his word tells us he listens to every word that you say and he will activate his angels on your behalf. Did you know that there are angels right now acting on your behalf? You've got to believe in prayer. Jesus was tempted for 40 days, and he prayed. So if Jesus has to do it, so do we. Amen? You, How many of you got a handout? If you did not get a handout, go ahead and, and, and raise your hand. The usher is going to come and, and, and very quickly hand, hand you one. Got a couple people right here in the middle. Um, one down here. I took the liberty to, to list several little prayers Again, this is not only, it's not only a message, it's very practical because you can take this home. If you haven't developed a prayer life, if you say, Rob, I've never done spiritual warfare, you can use this as a model, as a guide. It begins this way. And then this is talking about you. It says, I am redeemed from the curse of the blood of Jesus Christ. I am the seed of Abraham and his blessing is mine. I break the power of sin and iniquity in my life through the blood of Jesus. This is what you can pray. It doesn't have to be exactly like this. It's just a guide. Take this home and, and put it, put it, put it on your doorpost of your home. It's like applying the blood to the doorpost. Amen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am established in righteousness and oppression is far from me. I love that one. I am delivered from the power of darkness. Oh, here's a good one. I am. How many of you have been battling with infirmity? Come on, come on, wave your hand. I want to see it. You claim this over yourself right now. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am chosen by God and I am blessed. Here's one for your children and grandchildren and great grand. My seed is blessed. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You might be in the throes of maybe a business deal and it is so weighty and heavy on you. You say, Lord, give me wisdom. Here's another one. Let your word be revealed to me. I love this one. I am a joint heir with Christ. My children have favor. And again, you can put your grandchildren in that, in that realm. Great grandchildren. I love this one. I am a new creature in Christ. I am complete in Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You've got to get this deep down inside of you. Don't throw this away. Don't put it in the trash. Don't leave it on your seat for our pew people to come clean up tomorrow. This is doing warfare right here. It gives you some ammunition to fight. I am redeemed from sickness and disease. The Lord is my strength of my life. I have the keys of the kingdom and whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Father, here's another one for your children. Father, you have saved my children and called them with a holy calling. You declare over them. They may have gone wayward. You know what? You never stop parenting. 
Even if they're 40 or 50 years old, you can still claim these scriptures over them. And finally, you say, I break all assignments of the enemy against my finances. Claim these, add to these, put your name, put your company in here, put your children in here, put your grandchildren in here and declare it. Because that's how we do spiritual warfare. Not only do we pray, not only did they pray, but they posted a guard on the walls. What they did was, is they took up a position on the wall. Wherever there was a gap, maybe due to construction or the damage that had been previously done, they put a guard there. They positioned a guard to meet the threat. What's the application for you and for me? I want to see the husbands. Husbands, stand up right now. You are the watchman for your home. And do not let anybody say otherwise. Ladies, you were not designed to be the watchman. Now, I know in some cases you have to be because maybe the husband has not stepped up. God's grace, God's grace, and through prayer, he will become the watchman. Men, I'm looking at men. I need all men to stand up now. Some of you that just stood up, you might be married very soon. Maybe that's your heart. Maybe that's your desire. God has called you. If you've never heard this before, so be it. You're the watchman of your future home. Those of you that are already standing, you're the watchman of your home. You are to stand guard. You're to be alert. Do not, do not, do not let your wife assume that responsibility because that is going against what God has designed it. She was not designed to carry the weight. It is time that the men of this community and even of this church rise up and assume their responsibility. We have a men's conference coming up next Thursday and Friday. You need to be here because Pastor Larry Stockstill is going to talk to us. He's going to encourage us. And that's what it's going to be about more than likely is about assuming your responsibility. He's going to, he's going to just charge us. But you have been called. Each one of you have been called to be the watchman on the wall at two o'clock in the morning, at four, five, uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, at midnight. God has called you to be the watchman. You can have a seat. Thank you. If you're a single lady, you're the watchman of your house. And Jesus Christ is your husband. And he's going to take care of you and see to it that nothing, nothing, nothing comes your way and gets in the way. We've got to stand guard because devil is sneaky. He's so sneaky that he probably got you and your spouse in an argument on the way here. There's a lot of elbowing going on at this point. Listen, you can't relax. You've got to position yourself and take authority when you recognize it's something that something is going awry, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your, 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 your spouse, could be with your job, could be anything. You have to rise up and not let Satan win the battle. You got to position yourself with weapons, not only with 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 these maybe these prayers or these these scripture verses, but with God's word. 
I know some people who literally say, I'm standing on God's word. Literally, they put the Bible on the floor and they stand on it as representation. I have a question for you right now, and I'm not being, I'm not being uh, critical, but what did God's word show you this morning? Mm. What did God's word show you this morning in your prayer time? You see, that's what's happening. We're living in panic. We don't think it's necessary to read the Bible, but you're going to hear it for the next three weeks. Pray, get in your word, and let God's word get in you to be able to say, no, Satan, you can't do it. You didn't do it to these people that Nehemiah, you're not going to do it to me. You're not because I'm standing on your word that says you're the rock. You're the rock, Lord, and Lord, you are going to fight my battle. It's not not by power of might, but it's by your spirit, saith the Lord. And you start claiming scriptures. You get a scripture. If you get, if you're new to this, get yourself a scripture. It might be one of these on this thing. And you claim it. You put it on a post-it pad and you just keep saying it and getting it deep down inside of you so that it all, that's all that comes out of you. Hey, Joe, man, you having a nice day? Oh, glory to God. Whoa, glory to God. It's not by power and might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Joe, what happened to you, dude? Hey, it's a battleground. Tonight, we're shutting the door on Satan. We're not only shutting it, but we're keeping it closed. And we're not going to move off of our position. Are you ready? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my water broke. And there's something inside of me that says, we've got to do some warfare tonight and not delay. It can't wait till Sunday. The result of their prayer in their position was this. Verse 14, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated, we all returned to the wall, each to his own work. They won. They got the victory. They went back to working. Verse uh, 16, from that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armor. They got themselves ready. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand. Get this. Did their work with one hand and had a sword in the other hand. How about you? I didn't lost my place, but glory to God. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out. In other words, there was a lot of work to be done. It was a big wall, and we were widely separated from each other along the wall. Nehemiah said, wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. They were in unison. They understood that when there was a trumpet that sounded, would you call that a trumpeteer? Thank you. He was a trumpeteer. We're going to make him a trumpeteer. He was a trumpeteer. Whenever you heard that trumpet sound, everybody came together. And let me tell you, that's the function of the church. 
When there's someone in need, come on, I heard somebody back here. When somebody is in need and they blow the trumpet, it is the church's function to come and help bear the burden and to fight and help them fight. That's why we have life groups. If you're not in a life group, get in one. Almost fell off this stage. Anyway, (laughs) glory to God, my water has broke. I'm looking at some people that are armed and dangerous. We've got to pray. We've got to post a guard. Amen. Every week, we blow the trumpet here on Sundays and Wednesdays. And during the week, we blow the trumpet in building J and all over the place because that's when people come together and they lift up each other's burdens and they pray for one another and they see strongholds broken and deliverance happen. I'm getting excited and I'm getting hot up here. And the third thing they did to prepare for battle, and this is my favorite, and you guys are going to get really excited. You guys are going to get really excited. Thank you. They dedicated the wall. My water just broke again. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from they had lived from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedications with songs of thanksgiving and with music and with drums and with drums. Way to go, Matt. The singers were also brought out together. Glory to God. Glory to God. The singers were brought out together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of whatever, from Beth Gilgal and from the area of Geba, whatever. For the singers had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremoniously, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. And this is my favorite part. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. Can I get an amen? Amen. They didn't go on the bottom of the wall because that's where the opposition was. I I think it was something like this. Here's our wall. Let me get up on top of that thing. Satan, no. Opposition, no. They got up on top of that wall. I also assigned two large choirs. There you go. And there was a drum. One was to proceed to the top of the wall. I had to lead it, whatever. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. So you've got one going on one side of the wall and you've got another crew going on the other side of the wall. And look what he said. I follow them on top of the wall. In verse 38, together with all of these people and all of the gates. And look what it says in verse 40. The two choirs that gave thanks took their places in the house of God. And on that day, in verse 43, and on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy and victory. The women and children also rejoiced 
The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. Right here, we see that there was praise. Not only was there prayer, and they posted and positioned themselves, they praised God, and they circled that wall. Some say it was about, uh, I don't know, 15 miles. I don't know what the number is, okay? You can look it up on your own. You know how to goggle, I mean Google. You know how to do that, don't you? Anyway, you do that. That's great. But anyway, what they did was is they circled on top of the wall and they started giving praise. And then there was a drum and then there was a bass and then there was acoustic and then there was an electric and then the voices started singing aloud. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You need to stand up because you can praise your way out of depression. You can praise your way out of oppression. You can praise your way off out of financial ruin. You can praise your way out of every situation that has come your way. It doesn't matter if it's marital situations. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a lack of job. Maybe you just got let go. God is here today to meet you and to deliver you. We've got to learn what battle is. We've got to learn what warfare is. We've got to learn what our weapons are. Amen. Amen. Woo. I'm talking about a deeper realm of praise. Don't shoot me down here. But listen, five songs on Sunday is not enough. I'm talking about a deeper realm of worship that you've never encountered before on your own. You don't need strings and instruments, although that helps us, right? But I'm talking about when you get alone, when you get alone at your house, get some praise worship on, put it out loud so the neighbors can hear you and the dogs can howl. Woo! Glory to God. Put it on. Praise Him till there's fire in your bones. Praise Him till there's something that shakes. Praise Him till something moves. God will move on your behalf. Amen. Let me give you, let me give you a little story and then we're going to worship. Are you ready to worship? Are you ready to do battle? I am not here to be your cheerleader. I'm not here to give you goosebumps. I'm here to give you application of how to win and how to be victorious. There was a little boy. His name was Johnny. Little Johnny was about six years old. And one night, about three o'clock in the morning, his mama heard from his bedroom, thug. Oh my gosh, what just happened to little Johnny? Walks in there, Johnny had fallen out of bed. He was still asleep. She picked him up, put him back in the bed. Next night, two o'clock in the morning, thug. Okay, let me go see. Little Johnny fell out the bed. Let me put him back in. The third night, the very same thing. She says, you know what? I've had enough of this. He, he falls out of bed again. She goes in there and she gets him. She wakes him up. And he looks up and she says, baby, don't, don't you realize you're falling out of bed? He says, mama, what's happening? Why am I falling out of bed? And she gave the best answer that I've ever heard. She says, you're not far enough in. You're not far enough in. And for some of you that maybe have never praised before, maybe you're not far enough in. 
Maybe you're not far enough into the presence of God. You can't rely on this next song to get you there. You got to get it when you're alone. You got to get it in your car. You got to get it at your work. You got to get it wherever you do business. You might be at Walmart and break out in song. And next thing you know, the voice is calling you. Hallelujah. Listen, you got to, you got to, you just got to go for it. And I'm asking you right now, if you want to do battle tonight, we're going to pray right now. Father, I pray that there's a release, a release of praise that has taken place in the house tonight. I pray for freedom of lifting hands. I pray for freedom of maybe wanting to come down to the altar. Lord, release, release your presence, release your grace as we learn how to do battle tonight in Jesus' name. I, I just I just got in the spirit. I just got in the spirit realm that that some of you, the the spirit man inside of you has been dormant. And there needs to be an awakening of that spirit. You've been asleep for a very long time. And that spirit man needs to come up and come out and, and come alive. Hallelujah. 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 You know who you are. I'm not going to I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out. But but God has given me specific instructions to just simply say spirit man come alive. We don't have to shout, we don't have to scream. We just command Satan's plan. His strategy. By the way, Satan is not the only one who has a strategy. We have a strategy as well. And that strategy tonight is to, is to literally awaken, awaken, awaken your spirit. You, you may be a little dry. You may be a little dry. Maybe your spirit man is parched. As if you've been in the desert for a very long time. And tonight God is saying, you tap into me and I will give you rivers of living water. Rivers that are not stagnant and dirty and stinky and smelly. But waters that will literally come inside of you. So right now, I command every hindering spirit to be broken off of the people of God. I declare, Lord, that your faith, Lord, your your spirit, Lord, is coming alive in each one that feels that way. In fact, if you, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. If you've been feeling a little dry, if you've been parched, your spirit man needs, needs some reviving. I declare right now, everyone who's raising their hands, that the spirit man is coming alive in them, that they are taking authority, that tonight they realize that they are armed and dangerous that they realize that God has a plan God has called you and tonight we are declaring these things over us that I am the seed of Abraham I break the power of sin no weapon formed me shall prosper I am a new creature in Christ and tonight the spirit man in me is coming alive the spirit man in fact tell tell Satan right now Satan the spirit man is coming alive in me and I will no longer I will no longer be under your feet. I will no longer be uh, under your scheme and under your strategy but I take authority over that right now in the name of Jesus. I declare it over myself. I declare it over my family. I declare it over my finances. I declare it over my marriage and tonight the spirit man is coming alive like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name 
name of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, work. Work tonight. Holy Spirit, visit your people. Holy Spirit, come alive. Holy Spirit, come alive. Holy Spirit, come alive. Come on, just begin praying in the Spirit right now. Just begin praying in the Spirit. Say, Spirit man, come alive in me. Come alive in me. Just begin praying in that Spirit. Just begin praying in that unknown tongue. Come on, let, let me let me hear you. We got to do some warfare. We got to do some warfare. We got to do some warfare. We got to break the shackles. We got to break every hindering spirit that is over us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against every plan. And tonight, we serve notice to Satan. We serve notice to Satan that we win. Doug, if you could put that last scripture in Isaiah, I got to show you this. I got to show you this. Look what they said. Raise the war cry, you nations, and be shattered. Listen, all you distant lands. Look, it repeats itself. It says, prepare for battle. And what? Prepare for battle. And be shattered. That's what we're telling Satan tonight. That is what we're telling Satan tonight. That we are in a battle and our enemies are shattered right now before our very eyes. Hallelujah. Somebody in here has got a, a lower back pain. It, it's like a vertebra. It's like something that's just been a, a, attacking you. That, that enemy is being shattered right now. And God is healing and lining up that spine uh, right here. Listen, I got a question for you. What are you going to do tomorrow morning? What are you going to do tomorrow morning? That's when the enemy is going to come after you so hard. What are you going to do the next morning when you wake up? You got to pray. You got to get in his word. Take these scriptures and add to it and declare that your family is saved and declare that your marriage is not going down the wrong path. Man, you got to rise up and you got to be guard of your home, not a dictator. But when something rises up and you see a tear in your wife, instead of wanting to fight back and win the argument, I am stepping on some stones right now and I don't know some toes and I don't care because we need to. That's what's happening to our marriages. We want to win the argument. We want to win the fight. Men, be sensitive to your wife. When you see her down, baby, what's wrong? Put your head right here. That's what we need to do. We need to stand guard. Because if you don't, she might go to somebody else and you don't want that, brother. We've got to raise, we've got to raise, we've got to raise the battle cry for ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you own your own business? Maybe you're self-employed. God is saying right now, you need to raise the battle cry in your business. You've allowed, you've allowed, you've allowed... We're in, we're, we're just ta- tax season. You've allowed some financial wiggling to take place. And the Lord's saying, I, I need to deal with that right here, right now, tonight. That he wants to raise a battle cry in you that you will say, no, Satan, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to raise up a mighty army of people. It's easy to come down here on a Wednesday night and, you know, 
glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's get on top of the wall and hit the drum. And hit the drum. There we go. It's easy to do that. But what's going to happen tomorrow morning when you wake up? Satan's going to come at you even harder and say, oh, that thing that you learned last night, those scriptures and blah, 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 and that singing and that praying meant nothing. No, you say, Satan, stop. Because he's going to want to come at you harder and harder and harder until he penetrates that wall, until he penetrates your finances, until you have no finances, until you're in the negatives. But until you step up and say, no, that's when you're going to get the victory. Okay, you get one victory. What you're going to do after that? You need to push, pray until something happens. And then you need to continue praying until something happens. Amen. You need to stand guard. You need to praise him no matter where you are. Do not let, do not let hashtag get in the way. Do not let social media control your life. Do not, do not let your computer have your, have your mind. Listen, I'm guilty. I've got an iPad. Do not let emails rob your time with God. If you've got lunch tomorrow, shut that door and start singing and praising God. It doesn't matter how well you sing or don't sing. Come on, Kenetra. It doesn't matter. I've tried to get on the worship team for 11 years and they won't let me on. What's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? We've got to worship because God is alive in us and he wants to see his people walking in victory and not defeat. If you want to see defeat, just look at the Christians. Seriously, just look at the Christians. The divorce rate is just the same. Do you think if the man would stand up? Do you think if the wife would say, baby, let's go to church? Do you think something would change? Men, we got to do it. Ladies, we've got to do it. Amen. I'm tired of watching people walk in defeat. When you get a word from the doctor that's not good, say, Doc, I I respect you and all those degrees on the wall. But I know who my doctor is. And his name is Jesus. And until I take my last breath, I'm going to put my trust in him. Yes, you can give me some advice. I might have to take that advice. But I'm putting my trust in my doctor, who's the healer. If your marriage is in a little... All you got to do is recognize it's Satan. Ladies, it's not your husband. It is Satan. We've got to, he's the the enemy. He wants to come at you. Need to give place to the devil. The region that he wants is your marriage. The region that he wants is your mind. He'll bring deception. He'll bring lies after lies after lies after lies. Wound after wound after wound. I believe some, oh, hallelujah. Somebody right here in here is getting set free in your mind. You have been you have been tormented literally all of your life. God is saying tonight is your night of deliverance. He 
saying tonight is your night to get up on top of the wall and to look down at the opposition and say, Satan, it's over, buddy, because I'm armed and dangerous. Thank you, Lord, for delivering the minds. Thank you, Lord, for delivering the backs. Thank you, Lord, for delivering people, uh, Lord, in, in their marriage, in, in, in all situations. And Lord, we believe, we believe that tonight we are setting a standard for our home. We are setting a standard for our character. We're setting a standard for our business. And we will not be subject to Satan's strategy anymore because we have a better strategy and his name is Jesus Christ. And we are simply raising the battle cry. We are raising the battle cry. Satan can come at us all he wants. But through prayer, through guarding, posting and positioning, and through praising him, you will walk in victory. Amen? Not might be, could be, should be, want to be. You will walk in victory. So when something arises, when something arises in you, out the gate, Satan, stop. Stop right now. Don't allow him to come in and stir up that little pot and get that water boiling because the next thing you know, you've lost your peace. You've lost your countenance. And the next thing you know, your character goes south. Somebody right now, you're having difficulty with one of your children. You're having difficulty with one of your children. And it's like a tug of war. And y'all have been playing tug of war to see who's going to win. God says, let go of that rope. Let go of that rope. And you go hug. You go hug. You go hug and love up on your child. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. God, help us. Help us. Lord, we're sounding the battle cry tonight to say, Lord, we can't wait till tomorrow morning. Amen. We can't wait to walk in victory. We can't wait to to continue to to pursue him. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to play one more song. You stay up here. I want to listen. Raise up your head. This might be something new. Don't worry. The person next to you did put on deodorant, so it's okay. Raise up your hands, close your eyes, and worship Him like you've never done before. Say, Lord, I'm here tonight to worship, to worship a heavenly God who loves me and wants the best for me. Hallelujah. Here's the a, here's a challenge. Here's the challenge. Tomorrow morning, when your feet hit the floor, use that song. Use that song. Say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome. Come flood this home. Come flood my spouse. Come flood my finances. Amen. And then take this piece of paper. It's got, it's got a ton of scriptures that you can, you can confess over yourself. 
that you can declare over your children. You can personalize it with your children's names. You can personalize it if you've got a company. You can say, oh, my company is redeemed from the curse of the company that used to be in this building. Amen. No weapon formed against my child shall prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, let your word be revealed to me. And I am a joint heir with Christ. Folks, it's about praying. It's about positioning yourself and praising God. That's how we get the victory. Amen. Listen, do not, do not, do not miss Sunday. Because it's going to be round two. This, I believe, is, is, is literally going to be probably the best series Pastor Todd will ever preach. Amen. It would make a great gift for somebody once we finish or he finishes the series, a great gift to, to maybe hand to somebody because it's practical things. He wants to see the church mobilize into victory. He, as well as the leadership, we're tired of seeing people defeated. We're tired of being defeated. But you know what? We're raising the battle cry. Doug, can you put that last scripture up again? Isaiah 8. Raise the war cry, you nations, and be shattered. Listen, Satan. You better prepare for battle because you're going to shatter. You know, there's a reason why there's a, there's a repeat. I think he wants us to get that. That would make a good song. Prepare for battle. Work, work on that, Nathan, while you... Tomorrow. Prepare for battle and be shattered. Father, in the name of Jesus. Ra- raise up your hands right now. Tonight's message was titled, Armed and Dangerous. And I want you to confess over yourself right now that I am armed and dangerous. In fact, say, Satan... I am armed and dangerous. You had better prepare for battle because you shall lose. I am raising a war cry over myself, over my children, over my house, over my job, over my mind, over my heart. And this day, we are raising as a church the standard And we believe that we have victory. Tonight, we're walking in victory. Tomorrow morning, when I get up, I will take the challenge. I will not go to my computer or check my email or check the hashtags or whatever that stuff is. You know what I'm saying? That's the practical thing of what we're trying to do, folks. Use the sheet of, of, of prayers. Add to it, okay? What I want you to do is, is just uh, gr- grab the hand of the person next to you. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God is going to move on your behalf. And that thing that you've been dealing with, that opposition, just like the Jews had, you're going to finish your wall and you're going to do it in record time and you're going to give praise and you're going to walk on top of that wall 
So, Father, right now, I charge your angels, your Holy Spirit, to literally infiltrate this church, these people, our entire congregation, from our, from our little ones, the infants, to the senior adults, Lord. That, Lord, you're changing mindsets. You're breaking religious spirits. You, 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 Lord, you, you're pulling people out of the pit of hell of divorce and separation, and you're putting them back in Jesus' name. We declare over us that we are armed and dangerous. And Lord, we are doing battle. We're serving notice to Satan right now. That as soon as something comes up, we will know that his strategy will not win. Because Jesus Christ is the strategy. He is the great uh, strategy or whatever you want to call that word. He is the one who is going to, he's, he's going to, he's going to get all the praise and all the honor. And tomorrow will be a day of praise. Lafayette's foundations will shake. Dusan will shake. Rain will shake. Crowley will shake. Karen Crow, New Iberia. Where's New Iberia? New Iberia is going to shake. Lydia is going to shake. Four Corners is going to shake. Whatever else we got around here is going to shake. We, Lord, listen, God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a sound mind. He gave us the power to overcome, not to retreat as, as, as a little scared rat. You've got the power in you to say no. And you're going to start to see things at your work shake. You're going to start to see your marriage shake. You're going to start to see some things in you shake. You're going to start to see a new job come your way. And it's because of you taking a stand and saying, Satan, no, 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 no. We win. Father, I pray a blessing over everyone in this auditorium. Lord, your people is a mighty army. Your people, Lord, are are ready for battle. They understand, Lord, that they are born for battle. Tonight, Father... We just thank you for your son, Jesus, who died, who was bruised, was buried, but rose again so that we could live and walk in freedom. For it's in your precious, precious, holy name that we pray. And everybody shouted, amen, 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 amen. Listen, don't miss Sunday. Don't miss the the next couple Wednesdays. There is going to be some more warfare and some practical applications of how to defeat and how to win. Amen.